1: everybody welcome to another episode of lemme no, i'm your host angel Lem. today i'm sitting with alexis ibarra she's the host of the basic Avo show you can find that on instagram and she's also the designer for freely unique creations where she makes products from 100 percent sustainable materials you can find those at freely unique creations so basically i brought alexis because she was featured on the latinx poetry project and you know i noticed her show and i really enjoyed it on her show she covers incarceration getting appeared while incarcerated she also brings on guests just recently she brought a makeup artist where you could get some tips on how to you know some hacks tips on how to do your makeup what are the best products for you depending on your skin tone and little ways you know things that you might think are impossible to do on your face because you have no skills you know they break it down and they help you go check it out you can find that on instagram that's where she has her show her instagram account is alexis.avos show apple so on this episode we talk about her show we talk about her life as a mixed child she speaks russian you know that's something different right i don't think i've brought somebody that speaks russian yet and you know it just blew my mind but you know to her it's something simple you know but also we talk about her not really identifying with her latinx side with her latina side um so yeah so it's an interesting story interesting show also we will be doing two giveaways we'll be giving away an item you know something from her freely unique creation but she's also a uh, not a spokesperson but maybe an ambassador ambassador and we get to it on on the episode but you know she promotes a vox life so you know, if you want to feel well, live well, Vox Lab combines the best of modern technology with decades of research in neuromuscular science to help you achieve your wellness goals, drug-free and without invasive treatment. So it helps you with balance, pain relief, energy, recovery, and natural health. So if you want to know more, go to Vax. Now, if you want to know more, go to Instagram account. Click on the link, and you'll be able to find out how um it helps you know help you with just regular life she uses it for anxiety so if you're somebody that suffers from it you know this is a a this is a good alternative for you to use you know so you won't use drugs so you won't you know need to medicate yourself you know you'll live healthy free and you won't be messing up your body so it um she like like i said we talk about it more on the show then you will get more information so if you do want more information i suggest you go Message her so she could give you that info. Um, just a quick reminder make sure you add me on Instagram and Facebook at Let Me Know Pod. I have t shirts, I have hats, you can find those at teespring.com. I also have pins, they're eight dollars plus shipping and handling. So, if you would like a pin, if you would like to represent the podcast, um, get yourself a pin. They're also available at San Boutique. And remember, I have free stickers. So, if you would like to rep the show that way, send me a DM. And tell me where you would want me to send it also i have a um a po box now so if you would like to send me anything um you know anything that might help the show help me personally um message me and i'll give you the inbox number all right so yeah um like i said i think that's about it i don't want to you know take too much time off of your day and i don't want to you know i want to make sure you go into the interview as quick as possible but before we do all that let's listen to a song what's up guys welcome back so today i'm sitting with alexis ibarra host of the basic Avo show and she's a designer for freely unique creation um she's also featured on the latinx poetry project where you know that's how i found out about her so if you guys are interested go check out the book but we're mainly we're focusing more on you checking out the show so um before we start before i get into my interview like i like to like i usually start with how's your day but you know, we're living through a pandemic and even though it doesn't seem like it anymore, but we're still in the pandemic. And right now we're facing a lot of social issues. So I don't know how you're doing and um, how you holding up.
2: I'm doing well, surprisingly in in the circumstances. Of um, It's been a time of self-reflection, really diving into education, doing a lot of research on the social issues at hand right now along with personally developing my businesses and um, what I want to do in the future. So it's just a lot of self-reflecting, I would say.
1: How did you get into poetry? Because I want to start there. I-, I was watching your show and you-, you just featured two new poems, correct? Hold yes. My Breath and um, Mix Kid. And yeah. You know, I yes. found out that you're Russian and Egyptian. Oh, no, no. Wap- Ni- Nicaraguan. Oh, Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a mix right there. <laughs> yes. <know? laughs> i don't think i've ever like met anybody like that's russian like Mm -hmm. that's because my world is really small not not because it's like Mm or anything i just like i live in like in a small city that's you know mostly hispanic and it was interesting that you when you when i like I, i asked you like if i was saying your name correct you're like that's really like like thank you because you, you said it correctly. Like usually people miss um they don't they don't say your last you correctly. Exactly. So like it just I don't know just I'm interested in the world you've been living in. Cause, <laughs> <you know>. Yes,
2: <laughs> my world. So basically I. Um, I presented two poems that really dove deep into uh, my upbringing. Both of my parents immigrated to this country for a better life, like any American dream story. Um, My mom was born in Russia, the former Soviet Union, and my dad was born in Nicaragua. Um, They both came here at age 12 and, you know, and they met, you know, later on in the salsa club. It's a a funny story, but um, yeah, they had me and I started, you know, I, I grew up in a very white surroundings. The school system I grew up in, preschool, my very first taste of kind of, we looked different from the rest of the kids. That, that's where I saw it because there was another black girl just kind of similar to my experiences, like we were both outcasted just in preschool alone. And you kind of really feel that from the parents and the people around you that, oh, you don't look like the rest of the kids. This is not normal. Like you're not Russian enough or you're not Nicaraguan enough because you don't speak Spanish. Um, But I do speak Russian and it's hard because, you know, you want to connect with the main culture, the, the culture you were raised in and you speak it, but they don't even see you as one of them. So I always had that battle between like, what side do I pick? And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm 19 years old now. I've, I've been through college or I'm in college currently, but I've, I understand now it's not about them. It's about me and me just embracing who I am, no matter each side, whose side, no, no matter what it just, you have to accept yourself for who you are. And the, the acceptance will come later once they see that you're just proud of you yourself.
1: Did you grow up in LA or where?
2: Yeah, so I grew up in I grew up in West Hollywood, but I also moved around a lot as well. I grew up in Corona and uh, other different areas. Um, Both of my parents are divorced, so um, I've seen two different sides of the world. And uh, yeah, I've just moved around with my dad a lot, but with my mom, I've stayed in West Hollywood, and that's where the the deep connection for the Russian culture came in, and. I think the main reason why I'm so connected to it is because I can speak the language and I think when you understand the language you have more of appreciation because you can talk to everyone you sur- that you're surrounded with. I, I don't think what with not speaking Spanish it's harder for me to understand that side because I've never experienced it to that degree as I have experienced my Russian language so Russian identity and it's just harder when you can't speak it because of that missing that factor of what, what those, what it brings in with that culture aspect. I don't know if that makes sense, but oh, yeah. it's just harder to feel like you fit into that community when you can't speak the language. Mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah. And I, I'm sure you're not the, the, the only one that feels like that. Some people don't even, they only speak English, you know, and they're, yeah. they're um, Latinx, but, yeah. You know, like, I mean, that's interesting for me, at least. Like, I've never met, it. like I said, I've never met anybody that's Russian or that you can mm-hmm. speak it, you know. But that, that's pretty cool. Like, like, yeah, Spanish, Russian, English. So did you ever, like, want to speak it? Like, maybe in high school, did you take classes or do like, <laughs> do you say yeah. like, my speak? So, Spanish, so
2: Spanish. Um. Okay, so my dad, it's really interesting because when my dad came here, he was made up fun of a lot when for, you know, looking Hispanic or speaking Spanish and having an accent. So I think that those kind of traumas affected him. And I kind of highlighted that in the mixed kid problems with what Western society kind of imposes on on immigrant ch- people and children of, of immigrants and how that kind of affects the next generation of children. And that's what happened to me was that my dad had is almost dissociated himself with the Nicaraguan culture and said it was my fault i didn't decide to learn it at a young age and i feel like i could i tried i really did try i would practice but i feel like i was made fun of for having an accent as well because I also knew Russian as a kid. So then having that added on at like age five, trying to know another language plus having English, it was just so many different things. I was like, I don't know what this means because I've never heard of it before. Um, So after having that experience, I just was almost traumatized to even attempt to speak Spanish because of being made fun of or being seen as Oh, she's really has an accent all these different things came into my mind and it's like the fear factor um, and when I I did I went to high school I did take Spanish classes I wasn't really good I got really bad grades in it um, but then again it was like you're supposed to know it like, it's in your blood yeah. but I, I just I, for some reason it wasn't clicking but I try I'm really more interested now that I'm older to kind of seek out the Nicaraguan language and culture I go to restaurants, like La 27, and mm-hmm. um, it's like my favorite restaurant. I, I don't know. It just makes me feel like I can be around the Nicaraguan people. And I, I just, I really, like, one day my goal is to actually know how to speak Spanish so I can order myself and not rely on my dad to order for me. Mm-hmm. So that, that's something I think about.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you will pick it up. I, I, I think that Russian is way tougher to pick up than, I mean, that's me because I speak Spanish and, like, yeah. that's the first language I learned. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why, but it just seems like way harder thing to learn, and especially the writing, por- like part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it,
2: like, it's di- definitely different.
1: Like uh, for me, this is like, I don't know, like Japanese and Russian are like, I, I've tried, like I got Duolingo. And I tried okay. you know, when you like, like I, I, I just went to Italy last year. So Italy and, and um, Spanish are kind of similar. Mm -hmm. so I was like you know what like let me see about French and French is pretty tough too but then I was like let me try Russian and then I went on Russian and like uh, uh, I don't even I don't even know how to start you know I didn't even know but like that's pretty I mean I honestly I I, um, have you been to Russia or like Nicaragua by no
2: no not yet I was planning on going event like to visit my grandma actually a lot of my family was saying, go to Nicaragua for a month and your grandma will teach you Spanish and uh-huh. you know it obviously didn't happen actually she did get COVID oh, in Nicaragua sorry. right now so she actually is at home recovering so it's a good sign because she's um progressing and able to transfer to her home so i'm assuming it's she doesn't have like the severities but you know knock on wood it's uh she's doing well and we're just praying that she comes through it
1: so, so yeah. pretty much you're going to be submerged into the deep end you know and yeah that's, yeah that's tough though that's very yeah. tough but i mean as long as like if you learned some of the basics in spanish and mm-hmm. take your i mean with, with phones now you just could translate things that you know, mm-hmm. like from Spanish to English or, from, or yeah. from English to Spanish. So, like I, like as long as you have your phone working, phone, yeah, like, I think it should be pretty good.
2: And I actually understand more than I think I do. When I have my family speaking, I can answer in English and understand the context, but I maybe not dissect every single word. So it's interesting what you pick up when you're surrounded by it more. And then you kind of just like, I, that's not true. Or it's just kind of funny when, when you hear your family say certain things. So I don't know, I'm, I'm more hopeful now to proceed in that part of my life and to go research more of the spanish culture and and really immerse myself in it as before if you asked me like when i was younger i would be like no i'm i don't want to even look at that side because i felt like i wasn't even allowed to even be there mm. um but now i'm more like this is who i am and i just need to accept it and, and go for it
1: yeah i mean you're 19 you still have a lot ahead of you <laughs> so like don't really worry about that just live your life you know if yeah. you want to learn it like right now you're going to school like do that you know keep going to school and if on the side you could like maybe pick up like a um Duolingo or just you know like little things here and there like Mm -hmm. signs and like when you go to like your favorite restaurant and you just you know like ask what this means and then kind of just keep asking like the meals I'm sure once you go to Nicaragua like you'll be good at least you will be able to order your food in Spanish and yeah obviously that's the best part ordering your food you know (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah food is
1: great <laughs> knowing what you're ordering so
2: exactly yeah.
1: so um but that that's that's i mean that's pretty sad that like people made maybe feel that way that you weren't mm-hmm. like you're less than just because you didn't speak uh like, like that you ever tell well, like do you speak russian no then shut the fuck up like, like i i speak two languages too you know like like yeah you're, like uh, russian is way tougher you know i mm-hmm. mean there's at least in spanish there's like um what's it called the basics to like every language
2: um yeah i i guess i think it's because i know it it's i'm when people tell me like russian is so hard i'm like i don't know because i don't know anything else so it just like the same thing for you in spanish it's like it's so easy so it it's because you understand it so i think it's what the what when the person doesn't come from that background or wasn't immersed with it just like that was the first language they heard it's harder Mm. um but talking about the point you were making about like the feelings of not feeling accepted i think it stemmed from the russian community being very like they wanted my mom to marry someone that was white jewish and russian so it was that colorism racist narrative that was embedded in the community to kind of keep the tradition alive and I think that's why, because now it's like normal to have mixed kid, a mixed kid, but in, in the whole community, it's like, okay. Um, but I feel like at the time, I always like jokes about it. It's like we were the trailblazers for the community. And we had to experience that, like the negative effects of it. And, but I, I think it's like the community needs to be more open-minded to understand what they're, what they're saying and what they're doing around them to make kids feel that way and for them not to feel accepted into the community so it's just really interesting and
1: I, I think like there's a statistic by like a certain year like we're all just gonna be one like mixed pile. so yeah day, we're all gonna come together eventually and we're gonna mm-hmm. just make little little mutts little mutts, you know. yeah <laughs> So no,
2: it's yeah. interesting
1: okay. um but i'm um, going back to your poetry so yes uh, how long have you been doing that and how did you get started
2: So poetry, I've always loved writing. Writing is something I enjoy doing even if it's just like long essays or research. Um, Poetry specifically developed in high school when I found a really great creative writing teacher and we just kind of dove deep into personal poetry and really I, I like that poetry is very, you can say so much in just very few words and be detailed enough to the point where people get the message without having you to write a five page essay about, uh, about your life. Um, and I just started to, you know, keep doing poetry and worked on it. I won a few awards back in high school for it, which was like, whoa, that's so cool. You can win awards and money at the same time. For your writing, and um, that was a really big opportunity back in high school. For that, you know, I always, I was like, I've always wanted to be published. And then when Allegria Publishing put me in their book, I was like, this is so cool! Like this is this is on my bucket list. Um, and was that your I first just, time? Yes, this is my this is my first time being published in a book. Uh, the one in high school, it was just. It was like City Hall kind of acknowledged some of my classmates and I, and you get like a certificate, and it was just really cool to to be acknowledged for your words and uh, your feelings and creativity. So I think it's great when you're, you're you be when you're in high school or just any school really, from even elementary and on, that teachers and students are acknowledged for their work because it honestly pays off in the end for for their futures because who knows what opportunities it can lead to in the future.
1: And what were you writing when on when you were starting out in high school? Like, was it an escape for you? Like, obviously you loved to write, but like, what what were you starting out with?
2: So it it was different things. Um, My teacher had specific prompts for us, so there were guidelines for sure um i don't i don't recall us having to do like personal things because creative writing is different it has to do with making up characters and um really giving a lot of detail to those characters in life but versus more like a regular english class it's a lot of i would say it's more factual but it's because you're taking maybe something that's like a statistic or a book that you're reading for class and you have to translate that in your own way um, but for creative writing that was where I was able to kind of take a step back and we had probably those opportunities to be creative within our own lives experiences but I, for the most part it was like take a take the prompt and be creative with it
1: and and um, what about now because the poem it's May Day that that's featured uh, or one of you have two or one poem i
2: know i have one of them. so yes, um mayday. the
1: mayday uh, that's the one you have at the latinx poetry project yeah tell us about that form yes
2: yeah, so i actually wrote that in high school um it was interesting because we had to do an assignment in my apocalypse literature class and it's not zombies and all those different things we don't learn about zombies but we did talk about that where it was like almost the end of the world but in our world where we had to talk about, point out things that were happening and I was just bringing up, you know, Puerto Rican lives are, are, are on like we're not acknowledging what's happening in Puerto Rico or Nicaraguan people are murdered with the government taking funds from people and not allowing them freedom to protest, um, for ending social security and taking funds from them. And Also, how where climate change is happening in in the United States and everywhere. And, you know, we're not acknowledging the crisis at hand, you know, so just different things that we are not putting um, a camera to or putting our eyes to or just maybe not even want to admit. And I just wanted that to kind of be like, we're thinking and we need to pay attention to whatever crisis is happening around and really put um, emphasis on it and I think May Day is just like because it, it almost reminded me of the alarm like May Day, May Day and you just need to really put focus to whatever crisis is around and I feel like now with social media we can do that and um, and we've made a lot of change especially recently with everything that's happening so it's really great what our generation is doing
1: and um, so you just pre- pretty much got out of high school right? Like maybe two years ago? A year uh, ago?
2: Yeah a year ago Okay, yeah,
1: I just graduated. Class so, of 2019. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so once you um once you graduated like when did you like when did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to continue poetry and you wanted mm-hmm. to use it like to in a, in a way to express yourself cuz like you said before it was you're just doing it for your class but mm-hmm. then what made you want to continue that?
2: Interesting. Um yeah, I I really kind of just used it as almost like a rant. Before, it was almost structured to the point where I needed needed it to make sense. And now it's almost just like words on paper, almost like I'm just saying it to someone without addressing them. And I put it in my notes. I have a list of poems I I haven't read to the public, but it's just more for me personally. And I think that's the best thing when you can just say what you want without anyone having to acknowledge its existence and just do it for yourself. Because when you, it's, I think my mom told me this once, it was like, if the likes and follows and the views didn't exist, would you still be doing what you're doing? And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. Like, ooh, if no one really was watching me paint or do so bags um, or any of those things, right? Poetry, would I still be as passionate? I'm like, yes, I would. Because without those things, my life isn't complete. And if I am not doing that, then what would I be? So I'm, I'm saying is that the poetry, is, is, it's, a, it's a must for me because if I cannot vent somewhere, then I don't have an outlet to, for myself
1: well that's good that you did find the outlet and yeah you I, i've seen you painting you've done a couple of paintings and like, like we mentioned like you you're the fashion designer for her for um feeling for, uh, for, uh, for, 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 for unique yes for Yeah unique bags for for um but so yeah you that's great so what about painting because like i've seen like i mentioned i've seen you painting you do a lot of like um maybe ab- ab- abstract but like you mm-hmm. kind of do like portraits in a way because I've seen a lot of your characters have curly hair so yes
2: <laughs> yes but, yeah. uh, it's interesting a lot of people tell me like are you painting yourself and I'm like I'm not doing it intentionally I think in it's a weird stage where because I actually after I graduated high school I shaved all my hair off so my art was kind of almost embodying the characters I was making I was like that all the characters did didn't have hair and then I was like why are, why don't they have hair and now they all have curly hair so it's just almost like a growth in my work is that you can see like me transitioning into like a new phase in my life you know right now I'm actually working on a piece um, and it's more realism and I've never really done anything like that before um, and it's actually really great because I feel like a lot of times artists don't really step outside their comfort zones and they stay in the same kind of way and I just think it's so important because if i didn't do that in high school um i would have never started sewing so i think i would have never made my bags i would have never came up with sustainable creations and and doing uh making things like that so i just think i want to commend people like do things that make you uncomfortable and go for it because if you stay in the same pathway you're not going to grow and you're not going to change and I'm like almost shocked about how I can paint something realistically because I didn't even think I was capable literally I blew myself away <laughs> so it was it's really cool yeah
1: that, that is cool like I've tried painting myself and like I can't do it to save my life but it's fun so i keep yeah. doing it just because it's fun at least. it takes yeah.
2: practice it takes practice i always tell people picasso is like one of my inspirations he says he's always he tried to draw like a kid that was his motto he's like i want to draw like a kid so when you think about that like a world-class painter sculptor all kinds of just amazing um Wanted to paint like a child, and and that idea of painting freely, painting as a free mind, is so interesting to me because it's like what you just said was, I'm it wasn't. It's like I tried to paint myself, but it didn't work out. But it maybe it just that's the art of it is that you painted and you just tried and you went for it. And it just takes practice, you know, finding that style, finding your your stroke. is It takes practice, so it's really um it's really interesting that, that concept
1: and and right now like what are you pursuing in high school like in college because seems like your arts like you're really like the arts you're attracted to anything arty you know like whether it be poetry like whether it be like, yes like painting and you know sewing but so like what are you studying right now in school
2: um it's really interesting so i'm a communication studies major And I'm thinking of minoring in criminal justice. I know that sounds like a crazy twist to it. um, (laughs) But it's been something that I've been really passionate about, uh, criminal justice. I mean, I'm always open to different avenues, but I think it will encompass my goal in life. um, And I really... So in, in communication studies, I learned a lot about the criminal justice system because I researched topics specifically geared to that because I just wasn't aware of the uh, the things that were happening to that extent. So I wanted to just do more research. I did research on Colin Kaepernick and the reason why he was kneeling during the um, anthem and really trying to address to my class, this is what's happening. And it's not because of the flag like what it it's about what it means, and he's just protesting to protect black and brown people. And he was saying that call, a call to action. So just as that, like he really inspires a lot of the work I do. And I wanted to do show like shows on my show shows uh, a show on my show that sounded weird um, about. Things that I've been researching in my class, and I'm going to be doing um, one about former felon disenfranchisement and how a lot of felons cannot have the right to vote in many states and talking about local elections and how people have not been able to vote in let's say Virginia or Illinois for generations, for even small local elections that could have drastically changed the laws there if they had the ability to vote. And I just think that alone, like maybe people are not talking about presidential because that's always like the top tier when it comes to voting, but local elections matter because that affects those people's lives. And if we're not talking about local um, elections, then, and, and those people, like 6 million people, will not be able to vote because they have a felony conviction that's a lot of people and if we're not addressing that and if people are not acknowledging those people exist then that's a problem and I just want that to be something if I can try to do something with that on my platform and you know push myself in that career path then I think it's, it's just another person that can understand that it's just hard to see the outcomes of what the injustices that occur in there and mm-hmm. how people are not treated fairly
3: oh, so. yeah.
1: no i mean i do agree even if they're not allowed to vote for a president like this does affect them the most you know at least mm-hmm. where they live and yes oh but i see the argument on both sides but i mean i do agree with you like it doesn't mean that you should take all their rights completely because you know it's like a, a big issue yes but you know you know, we're all living I think, we're, co- we're trying to coexist and yeah um, you know they, they're part of the, the our system you know once they get out they're are in the world and they're pi- part of society and they should have a, a, a say in how their life is also like impacted you know with the
2: because come. i feel like oftentimes people have their own opinion about voting rights giving back to former felons and there's a lot of information that they're not aware of mm-hmm. um and i think it's only because i've done so much research that i had to be like immersed in that
1: well school um, us. let us know some of that info that we might not know That you, yes you
2: so i think so the first thing i would say is that oftentimes um former felons don't so when they when they leave prison and they go back into the real world. They're not aware of like the things that are taken away from them. As regular citizens, I feel like voting is such a big part of being an American. And I I know that it's just, that's what it was built on, that structure of like your right to vote and your right to bear arms and freedom of speech. And freedom of speech follows into the category of voting. And if you're suppressing someone's vote, you're suppressing their ability to be a full American citizen. And I think that, doesn't fit what we're supposed to believe in or we're promoting um, in in the in our constitution. So if you're if a person commits a crime and they complete their sentence and they go back into society, I believe they should have the right to vote and it's their choice if they want to, you know, go through with that if they if they decide to there everyone's gonna have their own opinion but like what happens if they did this what happens if they did that i totally get it but i think if we're gonna start picking and choosing who has rights then that's gonna be like anarchy and we're gonna be like oh this person can't have a say in this and it's like where the system is already against black and brown people so if you're already limiting their voting access how are you saying like equality exists because it doesn't exist um Black and brown people are are higher rates of incarceration in inside prison Um, and they have no it's important for them to have their voting rights restored and I think when we have um I don't have the statistics right in front of me so that's why I'm just like not trying to bring up stats but I just think just for the sake of the conversation, it's important uh, because I will be doing an updated version of my research in the coming weeks. So that way I have all those stats um, ready to go for everyone. But I think when we just say like, they should have the right to vote for 20 years after they had their sentence, that doesn't make any sense because the laws were different back then. And if it was like a, a weed violation and the person still hasn't had the right to vote, like, but it's legal to purchase that right now, if, if
1: for me that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah. Definitely. I, I agree with you. Like <clears throat> there's some things that like like yeah, like especially like weed. Like when they were arrested for like five, six years because they had a little bit on them, you know, mm-hmm. or they might have gotten arrested multiple times for just carrying weed and then now it's legal. You know, it's kind of fucked up that like you know, you took away the rights for this. And at the end of the day, you know, it's a strategy. You know, those laws were placed for a reason. You know, maybe to take the, 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 the voting power for minorities and who was arrested the most? Minorities, people of color. So, you know, just we got we do got to do some research. Maybe rethink the system a little bit and maybe allow them to have some voting or if, especially for like those infections or like those misdemeanors where, you know, mm-hmm. like like you mentioned, you know, it's legal now. So why 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 still uh, hold them to that, you know, to like taking the rights for that or whatever. No. Exactly, um, and so let's talk about your show. You kind of brought it up a little bit. You're gonna hit this topic in your show, the basic, mm-hmm. basic
2: avo
1: show. Yes, avo show. Yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, I don't even know if I mentioned it on this one, but you know, I really like your the title because of the avo part because it reminds mm-hmm. me of avocado, and I love avocado. So yes, like, but I want to know why is it called the <laughs> basic avo?
2: Yeah. So avo. <laughs> It's kind of funny so when i was in high school um there's this filter on snapchat called the basic Avo sticker and i kind of developed this kind of character persona with friends that i'm like the basic Avo queen you know i just love avocado i dressed up for halloween as the basic Avo girl um signing people like as an autograph it was just a whole character thing so actually after time went on i developed kind of this character identity for avocados and Um, I felt like that was like my thing so I wanted to take that same funny element and give it this not serious type of energy to the avo show and I think if I wrote avocado like the whole thing that would just be too much I just said the basic avo show and made it shorter to where you know it just it it makes sense like people you like you said it just sounds like avo avocado so Um, that's where it comes from and um, yeah so I just wanted that same idea so basically the show what the show is about is giving a chance for artists to kind of have a platform to share what they've been up to during quarantine and let them speak on what they've been doing and if they have any other passions they can talk about that as well Um, and just really highlighting what they've been achieving because I feel like I've made a lot of connections in the art world Um, when I was outside going to shows and meeting people but then when I started following them that was it you know no more conversation because that's how social media works it's like you follow someone and then you really don't engage with them Um, but now I was like I need to really put myself out there and be friends with some of these people because I'm alone at home there's nothing really to do and let me just kind of create a platform for myself so I connected with them and got some people on the show and just kept going from there and it's been really great I've had a lot of awesome guests and learned a lot about them that I didn't know before Um, and it's been awesome so I'm really excited to see what um, I, I do in the future. I mean I do like doing individual ones where it's more informative which gives it people like some some good information that I've done in my life about all you know like I said the prison system, drug addiction, all kinds of things. So just highlighting important issues that many people might not know about that I didn't know about and it's in the general public I think needs to hear about as well. So we do talk about serious things. Specific topics that I have planned for the future are um, the uh, former felon disenfranchisement laws, and um, I'm gonna be talking about how we should have, um, like, so it's, there's a lot to this topic. Oh, and actually going back, I mean, I was gonna say, that um, I did a, p- a show on how women are not provided sanitary products in prison and a lot of the times people do not know about that I didn't even know about that and a lot of the cruel and unusual punishment that goes into when they're not provided these products um, so I did a I think it was like 30 minute show on it really giving detail on the stats I found in the research I dove into so that was a really good one where people took a lot of great information from and I'm um, Hopefully we can see some changes. I'm sadly I have to say that it's really hard for change to occur in that instance because it's up to correctional officers and wardens to decide if they want to provide these products. So the public has could have some hand in the fight, but it's really
3: difficult. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And then that, that's a basic right. I believe that that's something like you, know, you can't control your period or when you're gonna yeah. get it or how how long you're gonna get it. So I think, like, having those sanitary, you know, items, like, that's important, you know. Maybe donations. I don't know if, like, they take donations, but maybe we could donate some, you know, like, I know. Yeah,
2: but then again, the correctional officers will control the distribution of those products as well. So, it's it's almost like you have to provide funds to those inmates themselves. But at the same time, the period products are three times the... uh, uh what's it called outside value market value in there so maybe so what we would say is eight dollars there's like twenty dollars over there for less
1: yeah
0: so
2: it's just really difficult to see the complexities from inside what occurs
1: well i mean that that's definitely a topic that you know we're probably gonna keep an eye on so maybe Mm -hmm. to see how we could help with that because
2: yeah, I'm, I should probably do a follow up episode on that to give more updates and see what we can do to kind of lend a hand because I feel like there's people out there, probably like Women's a Coalition, um, Women's Coalition for Prisoners. They do a lot of great work there. So, it, I will do another one. Actually, now that you mention it, I'll do an update one.
1: So, so like, how did they get started though? Like, like you said you mentioned that this is something that you started doing when quarantine hit, correct
2: mm-hmm. yes
1: so like so for like what brought, brought up to you in your mind or like what was it because you weren't going to school and but you were still going to school online and you mm-hmm. figured, might as so well apply these things that I'm learning on, on in school and kind of teach others that way like if they can afford to like higher education like at least I could give them what I'm learning it might not be everything that I'm learning but I'm giving you guys an overview of the things I'm, and then at the same time it helps you because you're learning it as you're speaking, you're teaching it, and that's like the best, the best way to kind of learn things if you teach somebody. So like, so tell me what, what happened like in that timeline where you decided to start your show.
2: Yeah. So I mean, so I quarantine hit, and I was um, sitting in my room and just wondering what I could do. And as I said before, I was just really interacting with. Um, my followers and trying to figure out how I could address what I've been learning in school and um, as well as you know sharing my poetry and all those different types of things and all, only wanting and wanting to showcase um, women non-binary people people that don't get represented oftentimes in, in the media um, so to give them a platform to really showcase what they're doing because I think it's important to have representation from from all sides and um, and give them a chance to really speak on their experiences in those industries because you know makeup or poetry writing and um, comedy for women you know or or people that do not conform to gender identity um, it's hard because to break through the glass and i think when we have representation to where those people are kind of heard and give them a give them a platform, I think it allows gives them a voice to share their passions and um, what they're up to.
1: And is is this going to be something I continue? Hopefully, once we pass this, you know, this whole quarantine, this pandemic, which I know is going to take a couple years, like realistically, mm-hmm. but is this something you you think going to continue or? You know, eventually you feel like it's gonna run its course or whatever.
2: Um, right now I'm just kind of going with the flow and enjoying the the ride. I'm, I'm. I honestly do see it becoming something. I don't know with the, what life happens. You just never know. Um, I, I right now actually was gonna do the show twice a week, but with my school and just really trying to get through college right now. I cannot, you know, put that much time and effort into it. Um, the way I, I'm, I'm like super meticulous about everything I do with the show, I do write outlines, I research the person, we do interviews, so there's a lot of things that I, I do with the person I interview. Um, and I just don't think I can put that much time, I don't know what the future will hold. Um, if I can, I would love to make money off of it, but I'm also a realistic person and I do think it's um it's good to have it on the side for right
1: now oh have you thought of maybe doing it into like a podcast because you know like you like doing it on on um through instagram but uh, i do my i have another show it's called the feeling spot i do with my friend Ebony, and that it's basically i do it through anchor you don't own it at the end of the day like they pretty much they're gonna own it but You know you'll make a little bit of money so far i've made like two dollars which is way more than i've made with this one you know i've been doing this podcast for three years wow and i haven't made any money i've actually like i invested so much money into like giveaways and um just pins stickers you know i give out free stickers all the time so Mm -hmm. like i invested so much money and on the other one i've made two dollars so you know, maybe, you know, you can make a dollar or two with that one. Because I made yeah. two dollars, so I don't know if you'll make three because I haven't made three. But, you know, I don't know your following, you know. But have you ever thought of maybe doing it a podcast?
2: Yeah, I am I was thinking about it. I'm honestly not the, it's really tech savvy. Mm. I, pen and paper, I am the biggest advocate. People will tell you I'm like an old soul. Like, I just can't figure out technology. Mm. Um... Like I said before, my computer's crashing on me already, so I just can't um, figure out that whole podcast thing. But you know, we just don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right now, I feel more comfortable doing it on live and engaging in that way, and the people I have um, through that. And, And let's see. And I'm not closed off to anything. I think it's great what you're doing and have sharing a platform like this. I just for for me right now, I. I don't see i can invest in the full
1: setup yet but well down the line maybe well honestly you can do it with your phone you don't need all this fancy stuff like I, okay. I got all this fancy stuff because i had another i had one before this one called dick in the box and i went all out you know i went mm-hmm. all out i bought the equipment and i didn't know how to use any of it so i was forced to learn you know like just how mm-hmm. you were just like your family expected you to learn spanish like just by throwing you a deep end this is what happened with me you know like i got all the equipment and i was like well what am i gonna do with all this you know so i learned how to it's not even that hard it's just plugging in things you you have garage band on your on your um on your computer uh or even if you don't you could download it and you just record there and then you send it to your itunes store and then from there you just put it on um anchor and that's it or you could just directly record into anchor so that's why i like I, I i tell people you know like basically you're not gonna own any of it because Anchor's gonna own it but if you're like you're just trying to do it for fun like that the feeling spot is just for fun like we yeah. just talk about random dumb stuff you know so if they want to own that and pay me for it i'm all good <laughs> you know but so this was my baby they can't own this one because this yeah. is my squeeze you know but yeah. but yeah i mean that's always an option like i just wanted to see how how you felt about that so yeah and um before we go like there's two things i wanted to hit so like we mentioned you you're the fashion designer for freely unique um um clothing creation no, creations. creations. i knew it was a seat i just wasn't sure so freely unique creations and um i i something that you a topic that you uh, that you hit on your show was the smarter art sleeve that you wear on your mm-hmm. on your uh, on your arm yeah so I wanted if you could talk about those two things before we leave. You know?
2: Wow. Yes. OK, so it's actually an interesting story. So my mom was in a car accident six years ago. Um, I was 11. Wait, so maybe it's been seven years. Yeah. So um, because I always have um, it's an interesting story. So my mom was in a car accident and she has nerve damage, sympathetic nerve damage from it um she after two years she started having spasms almost seizure like symptoms and um wasn't able to walk properly so she was a hairdresser at the time and you know lost a lot of her business clients didn't want a person with scissors in their hands cutting their hair um so it was really difficult on her in terms of the business aspect because her hair is her dream she's been in the industry for 35 years so it's it's her passion and when um, she was suffering for a long time um, was on oxycodone morphine drips all those different things had nine epidural for hip injections, like the whole thing Um, and I was by her side taking care of her at a really young age from Cedar Hospital like every month and it was just difficult on her um but as time went on she received a pair of socks uh, neurological technology socks and they put the brain in homeostasis at rest and uh, she was able to walk in seven seconds that's cool so um it's really interesting a lot of people have seen her videos it's irene bagsberg she's on youtube she has a platform on facebook this product changed her life it basically saved her life Uh, she wasn't able to walk a lot of people are like oh this isn't real this is a makeup story like i can tell you i took care of my mom for that long no kid wants to put see their parent in that situation and um yeah so then uh, going back to the sleeve they didn't have it at the time the company didn't have it at the time and i would wear the socks i i, I wear the socks Like this is a product i believe in i i wear it. it's about health it's not you don't have to have an extreme problem like my mom it's about the body being in homeostasis at rest it's a full potential this product works on mobility stability range of motion and pain relief so if you have issues or if you just want better quality of life, enhanced stability, this is what the product will give you. We have uh, all kinds of different things, patches for sleeping, uh, optimizing your, your REM sleep. Um, we have the homeostasis patches that a lot of people don't like, socks, we have insoles. we have all kinds of different things. And the sleeve, so sleeve is cognitive functioning. So cognitive functioning, it focuses on memory um, and energy boosting and focus. So when I'm in school, this is my lifesaver i was had horrible anxiety in high school they didn't have it yet i would i had to skip classes sometimes because it would just be so overwhelming that i just couldn't be around anyone and when i got this leave i had to go to college two-hour bus ride so many people in there i didn't it didn't bother me like i was so fine i was almost shocked my presentations for class were so much clearer. I was more confident. I was able to like, let's go. I wanna go do this speech right now. Like no one wants to go do a speech, but I was fine and able to go uh, execute it. And I just think that this product saved my mom and it also saved me because anxiety is such a big issue. And especially with younger kids, you know, people my age, your age, anyone, everyone can have anxiety. I just think, with the younger generation being so everything's like so instant and technology has consumed us that anxiety is just very constant and prevalent prevalent in younger kids more um and i think that adding this to a person's life is life-changing so um yeah
1: is that is that a product that like your mom owns that she made for her no son? no no
2: oh, no. Okay. no 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 so she this is a canadian based company uh, there's 45 years of science, this is neurological technology all connected to the brain. Um, my mom had went out to um, Canada and Denver to get an EEG scan and like they went and they saw her whole brain like each level and they showed how the, the HPT technology healed her body from that, that spasm effect because her brain was basically on fire the portion of her brain that said to combat pain issues died it basically did not exist because of all the medication she was taking for so long that's why the spasms were happening because her body had no area to place the issue so when the socks came into the picture it calmed her brain and it put it at neutral Um, so that's how she's able to function now, she's able to walk, she's able to hike, she's able to do everything she loved before, able to cut hair. You know, she's just more alive now. And it's really, I don't like, sometimes I don't even think about what the life was before it because I'm like, I'm just so blessed to have this product in her life now. And I just tell people as much as possible to try things that are not with drugs, like the industry, consumes people to just go for the pills and and it's not the right answer they wanted to give me anxiety pills antidepressant pills and then they got the sleeve and bam like I don't need to take them anymore because it just puts people in this difficult fog and you don't need that fog there's other alternatives you will spend more on those prescriptions than you will on these products because this will last you years other than a pill bottle Yeah. so
1: and is it an expensive Right, it feels so, like we're doing like a, a nighttime ad, you know, like the ones you see yeah. on TV. But-
2: yeah, so it's uh, the product ranges from 35 and up, okay. but you need so it's the sleeve was 60. But actually, I'll, don't spend your money now. They're coming out with some really cool designs. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, they're, real, they're coming out with some really exciting ones. Um, Stevie Oki is part of our company. Um, the DJ and he's super cool I love like yeah him as a business person and as a DJ he's my favorite but plus he's a part of the company and advocating for choosing a different way of creativity like the creativity boost on this is just crazy he, he used the sleeve he made his, his most recent album so it's just really cool what it does in that aspect um, but I know i can go off on this topic all the time because it just it's a personal thing mm-hmm. because of how it affected my mom it's i won't even consider it like a business because it's personal it's in my mother like yeah. no one wants to see their mom in pain mm-hmm. and if it's like it's not a it's not about that's it's not what the brand's about it's about helping people we've healed five million people we've helped five million people so you just have to you know take a look we, we recommend people if you do are interested in this two pairs of socks or insoles. we have to sleep in it be consistent um and reach out to me if you do have questions and it's super important to um be consistent with this product
1: i feel like i want to do a giveaway that's why i'm asking all this stuff oh yeah like yeah but, but i don't know if like if the my um the listeners are interested hopefully they're interesting and They want this because I I mean you made it sound so cool and I don't know, maybe 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 I should do a giveaway. Maybe I should give people uh some sleeve or some socks. So I'll I'll definitely look into it and we'll see what happens. Yeah.
3: Um
1: so I we got maybe like five, five more minutes left.
3: Okay, awesome. Um
1: so freely unique creations. Um can Mm -hmm. you tell me about that?
2: Yeah, so freely new creations. It's uh, a brand I started with the ethos of sustainability and creating so that I don't put any waste into the environment. Um, I think it's super important to have products that don't harm and actually, you know, are more personalized and. Uh, have a signature to the person so I do bags I create wallets hair clips all kinds of different things and um, yeah I think it's super um, important for most brands to kind of shift into that direction right now because we waste a lot of water and resources on fast fashion
1: and is, are these items that you you go to a thrift store or like well, is it just from your personal like wardrobe that you don't use anymore or like maybe people donate it
2: oh no i sew these by hand like i i I use a sewing machine i make all these products myself um i paint on them everything i do i sew um Mm -hmm. and myself um with products i i go to local fabric stores and and places like that
1: like i was asking because i thought you were reusing like items but you buy Mm. buy the fabric and that's how you make it so i thought you Mm -hmm. were just like using like and repurposing them so
2: yes some sometimes i do that i if i have clothes that i'm not wearing anymore my neighbor she provides um some materials for me that she doesn't use she used to sew tea cozies and um she gives me her old material she's like 80 years old she's like my mentor my aunt she makes dresses she's given me a bunch of material you know but i do like helping local fabric stores i think it's important to um, help your community and the smaller place is not like the bigger uh, mass-produced because it you can also buy Locally and it can still be sustainable because you're not pr- uh, Purchasing in mass quantities the difference because it's smaller and more um, the product You know exactly the measurements you're purchasing. It's different. So that's what makes it like a part of the sustainable um, fashion category
1: All right, and then um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna give uh, something from your collection. How, we don't know yet because I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want them to choose, or are you just gonna choose a specific item that you want to give away?
2: I'll just make like something, and um, it'll be a surprise, and I'll have my own uh, unique uh, twist to it. So everyone will have to stay tuned for that All creation.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and um, so basically, like I mentioned, like just so. Basically, just found out at the end of the episode that I'm gonna do a giveaway. I'll probably mention it somewhere in the intro or in the outro. But um, I mean, I think that's it for me. Like, it was, it's a very interesting. Um, you're very inter- You're a very interesting person. Like, especially like I mentioned, like, like um, I've been in the like I'm a, I guess Latinx. I've been surrounded mm-hmm. by people, but you, like I, I like to, your perspective. You know, you were you were raised you know differently than I was, and you know you're doing something that's amazing you know with your basic Avo show like you're pretty much pe- um, being awareness to certain topics that we don't discuss all that often and it's just nice that there's somebody out there that's you know addressing those issues so thank you for doing that um, i don't know if i've i covered everything i don't know if i missed something that you want to listen to know about you or that you're doing
2: no it's great thank you so much for having me on the show and i appreciate the opportunity it's really uh cool what you're doing and i'm honored to be on it
1: i know. well thank you um so that's gonna be it um thank you for for coming thank you guys for listening um i'm gonna i'm gonna end the recording but i'm gonna still talk to you um so okay. i don't know if you want to leave the people on some
2: last words yeah so uh, i appreciate everyone listening uh if you want to give me a follow and a shout out come over and uh, join the basic avo community and freely unique team
1: yeah well we'll give them your instagram handle sorry i forgot to (laughs) yeah uh
2: so my instagram is Show, and then uh the freely unique is just freely unique creations
1: okay i guess well thank you guys for tuning in i'll talk to you guys in a little bit and i'll give you some more info on the giveaway hopefully all right guys so hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode make sure you go at or at alexis.avoshow Also, make sure you go check out her work at Alegría Magazine. You can read her poetry if you already have it. Make sure you look for her poem. And she does do poetry on her show. So you can, you know, like I said earlier, you can find that on Instagram. And also don't forget to go check out her Freely Unique Creation and her designs. We will be giving away a a, a bag from from Freely Unique Creation. We'll be giving away a Smart R sleeve you know if you want more information she does have an episode dedicated to the smart r sleeve so if you want more information you could also message her at Alexis.Avo Show on instagram all right guys so like i said i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i do apologize if i sound a little different a little weird um i don't have anything don't worry about that i'm just really exhausted and you know my bed's calling me I am recording right next to my bed so it's telling me to lay down but um, yeah so a little heads up I I'm not sure if I will be putting out an episode through the month of August so uh, I'm hoping I could do a solo bolo for next week's episode so make sure you send me questions that way I to answer them so it could hold the offer at least a month because I will be going out of town. Uh, I know it's kind of weird. We're all going through this pandemic, and I'm going, you know. But also, I need a little break. You know, I do feel a little burnt, and I can't give you great people if I'm burnt. I can't ask great questions if I'm burnt out. So, hope you guys understand. So, and if you were worried about me because the intros um, before the episode seem a little different or they sound a little weird, I'm just very tired, guys. You know. And hopefully you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. And you know, by doing that, you're also taking care of others. So, you know, keep everybody in your mind. Keep everybody, I don't know if you're a prayer pe- person that prays, but pray pe- for people those that are lost, those that you know, are confused and those that you know, don't want to obey the rules and want to do what they want to do and you know, just hopefully they don't get sick and pass away from their actions, but You know the only thing we can do is just take care of ourselves and you know in a selfish way you're taking care of others so keep doing what you're doing thank you guys for your support i appreciate everything you guys do for me and for my guests and don't forget to enter the giveaway you know i think the smart art sleeve is gonna be very beneficial to you guys so you know i had to you know i had to add it there you know i had to make sure if you guys do suffer from anxiety you guys need energy you know you just need something that get you to the day i i strongly believe that this might help you you know and then um, alexis is a very uh, knowledgeable person about this so if you do have any questions like i said earlier make sure you message her and hopefully she can answer those questions if not uh, i'm sure her mom could help you and if not you know everything else fails just google your your question you know if if you do have any questions so uh, just a little reminder make sure you leave me a five star view on iTunes make sure you share the episodes with your friends you know everything helps and you know at the end of the day it's not just for me do it for my guests do it for yourself you know if you really enjoyed the guests that I bring on it really helps me when I see the numbers and I see that you guys enjoy it then I tend to bring people that you know are like the uh, the guests that you guys play or that you chose to listen to the most so you know please 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 help me and uh also another reminder make sure you go listen to my other podcast the feelings podcast that i do with my friend ebony you know um we do also take questions for that one so if you have any topics that you would like to cover you know from a different perspective maybe you need help um i'm willing to help you on this episode but you know is a little bit more knowledgeable about a lot of things so if you guys need a uh, another perspective you know if you just mine isn't enough you need another point of view there's another option for you guys so yeah so thank you guys for listening like i said you know i know i repeat myself a lot but i'm just very thankful for your support and hopefully it continues and you know this small break that i take next month hopefully you know i don't take another one after that because you know it, it sucks you know I, I feel i do feel a little rusty when i take that small break and I don't know. I feel like I sound a little different. Maybe I just sound a little bit more mature because, you know, I just turned 31. So, yeah. And thank you to everybody that wished me a happy birthday. I'm on 4th of July. And, you know, if you guys didn't and if you guys want to give me a gift, the only gift I need is you guys sharing with with your friends and leaving me a review on iTunes. So, hopefully you guys go do that. And that's it. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. All right, guys. so next time, I'll see you. Bye.